Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Advent. And in the Gospel for this weekend, we hear of the birth of Jesus Christ, told to us by Matthew. Now it's interesting, the center of the story is Joseph. The story begins with Mary being betrothed to Joseph. Now we have to stop right there. It's important for us to understand the Jewish wedding ceremony consists of two parts. The first part was a betrothal period. The ceremony would begin with the groom going to the house of the father of the bride and then sitting down with the father and the bride and negotiating a dowry for the bride, an amount of money that the groom would pay the father of the bride for his bride. Once they agreed upon negotiated amount, then the betrothal period began. Now, this was a legally binding agreement between the groom and the bride. Now, the entire betrothal period lasted for about a year or so. Now, During this time, the bride would live with her parents and the groom would live in his his own house. Now, during this time, the groom would work very hard to earn enough money in order to save for the dowry. Also, during this time, the groom and the bride would visit each other. In our day and age, we would say they would continue to date. After about a year... When the groom had saved enough to pay for the dowry, the second part of the wedding ceremony began, which was the groom formally gave the dowry to the father of the bride, and then the groom took the bride to live in his own house. Then the wedding ceremony was complete. And so we recognize that now Mary and Joseph are in that period of betrothal. And remember again, The betrothal was a legally binding agreement that could only be terminated by death of either the bride or the groom or divorce. And so Joseph is seeing Mary on a regular basis. And one day on a visit, Joseph, during that visit, he finds out that Mary is pregnant and he's not the father. Mary was the woman that he loved dearly. She was the one that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. And now he finds that she's pregnant. We can only imagine how devastated Joseph felt. We can only imagine the thoughts and the feelings Joseph must have had, having found out Mary's condition. He must have felt hurt and angry, humiliated, even betrayed. And so we find out that Joseph wants to end the wedding, to cancel it. He wants to divorce Mary quietly. But notice that great detail that describes Joseph. It says he was a righteous man. He was in a right relationship with God. And so he was a man of great moral character. More to it, Joseph knows the law. He knows the Torah, which calls for a woman found in this situation would be punished by stoning to death. That's why it says, 
Joseph was unwilling to expose her to shame. Despite the fact that Joseph is experiencing a great deal of pain and disappointment, his first thoughts are not about himself. They are about Mary. See, we see just how much he loves Mary. He divorces her quietly. Why? Because Joseph wants to protect her from that punishment and keep her away from any type of shame. But as the story continues, Joseph, in a dream, an angel appears to him and says, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the power of the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. Joseph, what he thought was all was lost in his life that he was going to have with Mary, now from this angel, he learns that his whole life is going to be turned upside down. Now, what we have to realize, it's a basic biblical truth. Dreams are considered vehicles of divine communication in the Bible. We see that up and down sacred scripture. Go into the Old Testament. Joseph, after being sold into slavery by his own brothers, he was given the gift of interpreting dreams. And because of that gift, he rises up and becomes a very powerful person in the Egyptian government. Ultimately, saving the life of his family and the entire Israelite nation as they were undergoing a famine. How about Daniel? Daniel the prophet, in the same way, was able to interpret dreams, in this case, for the king of Babylon. More to it, Daniel has that great dream. He sees Jesus Christ descending from the clouds, with angels ascending and descending upon him. Joseph now he will continue to receive these dreams from God. Now, in these dreams, Joseph comes to know God and God's will and his will for him in the family. The next dream that Joseph will have, the angel will appear to Joseph and tell him to take Mary and the child and flee to Egypt because Herod is trying to destroy the child. Later on, Joseph will receive another dream. There the angel will tell Joseph it's safe to go back and settle in Nazareth because Herod has died. And so what are we to make of this? Well, God speaks to us too. Maybe not necessarily in dreams like these biblical figures, but he speaks to us. He speaks to us and we hear him in the Eucharist, in our prayers, in sacred scripture, the sacraments. Why? Why does God speak to us? I think John Paul II tells us very clearly. He talks to us and so that we can come to know him, love him, and serve him. And so what's expected of us? Always to be listening to God at Mass and at prayer. Always assume the posture of listening to God every time we come to Mass and we pray. What's the potential problem when we stop listening to God? We stop coming to Mass. We stop praying every day. I can't tell you how many people I've heard come up and tell me, I don't know or I don't feel God's presence in my life or I feel no sense of purpose and meaning in my life. First question I'll ask them, do you pray every day? They'll say no. Then I will tell them, you need to start. You know, there's that great story of Pope John Paul II at a World Youth Day. Right after Mass, a young teenager came up to him and said, What must I do to strengthen my prayer life? Immediately, John Paul II, without even missing a beat, said, Take the time. Take the time to pray. That's a great lesson for us all. 
We have to take the time to make sure that we pray, pray every day. If you look at these biblical figures, they were given dreams to know God and to know God's will, just as importantly, to be able to serve Him. See, God does the same thing to us in prayer and at Mass. That's why I always say, Mass and prayer are indispensable. We can't do without it. We have to pray and come to Mass on a regular basis in order for us to come to know God's will. How else can we trust and be reassured of God's presence in our life? How else can we come to know Him, love Him, and serve Him without praying and without coming to Mass? We can't. Take it a step further. These dreams in the Bible, they're symbolic. They're symbolic to a way to see the world and the spiritual life from a perspective we never thought we could see. Take, for example, Joseph. Never in his wildest dreams would he ever expect to see the birth of the Son of God entering into this world, born like you and I, a helpless and defenseless child. Or how could Joseph even see that he was going to play an instrumental role in caring and raising the Holy Family? He could have never saw this perspective without God's help. See, we have to realize Faith is a willingness to dream, to think, feel, and see things in this world and in the life from a perspective that we never saw before. Prayer and Mass does just that. Through prayer and the Mass, we're able to see God's will and then do things that we never thought possible, just like Joseph. With that in mind, go to the first reading. We see the same thing happening, in this case to King Ahaz. King Ahaz right now is being surrounded by an enemy and they're ready to attack and conquer Israel. King Ahaz doesn't know what to do. Instead, the prophet Isaiah, he encourages Ahaz, who is the king of Israel, to trust in God. Notice what he says here. The Lord spoke to Ahaz saying, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be deep as the nether world or as high as the sky. God is telling Ahaz to ask for a sign, a sign that God will reassure him that they will be rescued from their enemies. In fact, God even says to Ahaz, a great sign, aim high. Well, that's a nice little lesson for us. In the spiritual life, we should always aim high, never never settle for mediocrity. But Ahaz refuses. And so God persists. He says, dream big. Well, for us, we must pray, and pray big, trusting in God. Now, there are difficult times in which we experience in life, just like King Ahaz, times in which we feel maybe afraid or overwhelmed by the challenges of life, and we lack that sense of trusting God. Well, God tells Ahaz, and even us, if you won't dream big, then I will dream for you. And so the sign is, A virgin shall conceive and bear a son and name him Emmanuel, which is God is with us. Now, with that in mind, go and fast forward to the gospel. Joseph, he now knows God, he loves God, and he will serve him in this way. At the very end of the gospel, it says, When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took his wife into his home. Joseph, like King Ahaz, has seen God's great plan of salvation. And like Ahaz, it was something Joseph could never have imagined on his own. 
Well, sometimes we all feel like King Ahaz and Joseph. We all have problems, challenges, even hardships in life. No one is immune from them. Yet in the midst of those problems and those hardships, God is present with us, just like he was with Joseph and King Ahaz. He is there to be a source of hope and strength for us all, just like he was for Joseph. What's expected of us? Prayer and Mass. Pray and come to Mass. Those are ways in which we assume the posture of listening to God. And in doing so, God gives us a perspective that we never could have imagined on our own. And that gives us the inspiration and the strength to continue to live out our faith each and every day of our life. So that, like Joseph, we can come to know God, love God, and serve God each and every day of our life. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.